Well, good evening. Good evening. Good to see everybody that's here tonight for this wonderful, wonderful occasion. Thank you for being with us uh, there online, whether you're on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube, any of those platforms. Be sure to heart to like, to share. Follow us on Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube. Retweet us there on Twitter. Make comments there in the comments because that just helps with their algorithms to get the word out even more. And just want to say welcome to those who are listening on our phone live streaming. Uh, you may not know at home what we're doing tonight with our, our regular service. We are uh, not doing our regular service. We are having a deacon ordination service. And so you're in for a wonderful, wonderful blessing uh, for this tonight. If you have access to our church website, I encourage you to go to HighlandBaptistChurch.com. You can download the worship bulletin for today. Uh, you can download children's worship bulletins. Those are in the windowsill uh, here to my right. The bulletins are all around. Uh, be sure to grab one of those. Uh, you can share the links on this. You can grab the printed versions uh, that are here and share those also, and kids can take advantage of those too. Under that info tab online there, under that, uh, on, on the website there, you can also download the prayer list. So be sure to do that. We have some updated prayer requests uh, that are on there uh, also. And then uh, if you are here in person, be sure you've gotten one of these orders of service as you've come in. It'll help guide you as we're going through uh, the service, especially if you're one of the participants uh, in our service uh, tonight. So be sure to do that. I uh, want to encourage you, if you're on our church website there, you can do your online giving. Go to the far right-hand side, click that Give Online tab. You can put your offering in the offering plate down here from the envelopes that you have. Uh, before you leave, you can place that in there, or you can leave it at the doors in the offering plates there. Uh, as you leave. And just want to remind you, continue praying for these blankets as we did this morning. Uh, these are going to Isaiah 117 house. Uh, these will be going to kids uh, who are being taken from homes to be placed into foster care. Uh, it's just another way that we can show the love of Jesus Christ uh, to those kids. So pray for those as those go out this week. Don't forget about Operation Christmas Child and the shoe boxes uh, that we have there. And so we want to begin our service with a word of prayer. So let's go to the Lord in prayer as we begin tonight. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the wonderful blessings that you've given to us. Thank you for this privilege to join together to worship you, uh, to join together in this ordination service uh, tonight. Father, we want to give you the glory. We want to give you the honor in all that we say, in all that we do. So lead us and guide us in every step of the way tonight. Uh, Father, I just pray your blessings upon us. Uh, we pray, uh, Lord, that uh, those who are watching even online uh, will be blessed by this service tonight, too. And we just ask for your will to be done. Thank you for who you are, for all that you've done for us. And we ask these things in the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. So, Brother Mike, if you'll come and lead us. Take your hymn and hymnals and turn to 476. And we've chosen... Be strong in the Lord for this service tonight. thought it was a good song for, for what's fixing to take place. So uh, since you may be here standing for a while, why don't you stand, or sitting for a while, why don't you stand up? Be strong in the Lord and be of good courage. Your mighty defender is always the same. Mount up with wings as the eagle ascending. Victory is sure when you call on his name. Be strong, be strong, be strong in the Lord and be strong, be strong, be strong in the Lord, and rejoice for the victory is yours. So put on the armor, and the Lord has provided, and place your defense in his unfailing Trust him, for he will be with you in battle, lighting your path to avoid every snare. Be strong, be strong, be strong in the Lord. 
your mighty commander will vanquish the foe. Fear not the battle, for the victory is always his. He will protect you wherever you go. Be strong, be strong, be strong in the Lord. And be of good courage, for he is your guide. Be strong, be strong, be strong in the Lord. And rejoice for the victory is yours. Well, good evening. It's a pleasure to have everyone here tonight. I want to give you a little bit of a briefing on the uh, previous events coming leading forward to tonight. Back in August, the last two Sundays, we held our annual deacon elections. And at that time, we asked the church to vote on five candidates. And I'm proud to say that we did. We had five gentlemen come forward, accepted to serve uh, the coming year as deacons. Four of those men were previously ordained. And they assumed their responsibilities during the month of October. But one individual had not been ordained. So this brings us up to, as per the bylaws of Highland Baptist Church, an ordaining council <clears throat> followed by an ordination service, which we're having now, uh, is required for any non-ordained candidate. So earlier this afternoon, uh, the ordaining council was held to examine Stephen Paco, as we all know him, Prince, and in addition to Stephen being uh, in the attendance, uh, was Brother Jim, Pastor Jim Norman, Matt Kohler, our Minister of Youth and Education, Matt Ledbetter, who is our Director of Missions, and we had 13 ordained deacons that were all in attendance. During the ordination, uh, Stephen shared his testimony of conversion. He uh, answered questions that uh, fellow deacons may have had, and he received lots of words of encouragement. So at this time, I would like to ask Stephen Paco Prince to come forward and share his testimony with the church. I'm Steve Prince, a.k.a. Paco. Uh, wife Leah, uh, got four beautiful children. Uh, Trey, which he's a third, and then Abby, Kylie, and Maggie. A uh, little bit about myself, you know, I, I grew up in Manchester, but I wasn't born there. Um, I was born in Panama. We moved, I guess, probably in, I was six years old, five years old, somewhere around that age. Um, my mother's Spanish, so we kind of went to uh, Catholic church every now and again, not really going, you know, like we needed to. But uh, when I was a kid, you know, bounced around from church to church with, you know, a lot of other friends and neighbors and uh, knew that there was a need there. And then finally, whenever I was 19 years old, I got baptized and... Uh, you know, found my way to the Lord at that point. But then later on in life, you know, I started living for myself, you know, and, and moved away from the Lord. Uh, but then later on, you know, Leah coming in, into my life and the kids, and I knew that, you know, that I need to be in church. I need to be with the Father, you know. Uh, just that way my kids could grow up in a church home and know the way so and that's really that's me so that's all I got well this time we're going to ask brother Jerry 
to come and to bring us into our business aspect of this that needs to be taken care of. And then Brother Steve has the recommendation from our deacons. By unanimous vote of the council, the recommendation of the ordinating council is that Stephen Prince be ordained to serve as ministry of deacon for our church. Following that, and because we need to do this, I'll now declare that we are in regular business session. Uh, there has been a motion, uh, so to speak, passed along to us from the deacons, and because of that, this will be received as a committee report. Therefore, no need for a motion or second, because that has already been done. We will now vote for the approval and acceptance and blessing of Stephen Paco Prince. All in favor of Stephen Prince being our new deacon, let it be known by saying aye. Aye. Any opposition, same sign. Congratulations, new deacon. Amen. We're excited for what God has been doing and is still doing and will do in the days ahead in Stephen's life and Leah and their family and how they've been already a ministry uh, to our church. I want to share a couple of things uh, tonight. One is a charge to you as a new deacon and to all of our deacons, uh, but also a charge uh, to the church. And so I'll begin with the, char the challenge uh, to our deacons. Uh, if you would take your Bibles tonight and turn to 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 8 down through verse 16. Uh, the key to this chapter and the entire book uh, of 1 Timothy is in verse 14 and verse 15. And uh, that's where uh, Paul says to Timothy in verse 14, I hope to come to you soon. But I'm writing these things to you so that if I delay, you may know that you, how you ought to behave in the household of God, which is the church of the living God, a pillar uh, of buttress uh, and buttress of the truth. You know, the world that looks on around us uh, expects a higher standard uh, of behavior on the part of those who claim the name of Jesus than those who don't. Uh, he, they expect us to be different and live a better lifestyle from other people. Uh, we claim to be followers of Jesus Christ, and we ought to live uh, and act like Jesus Christ. Uh, those who are followers of Jesus Christ are expected to live on that higher level of conduct than those who don't know him. And so in this chapter, the Apostle Paul does some rather interesting things. One of the things he does in this chapter is to identify uh, various groups of people in the congregation uh, he sets them, uh, sets before them, here's what God's standard is, not what we think is the standard it should be uh, for us as, as leaders in the church. And so he, he sets apart those different groups uh, and sets before them God's standard for their position. So in inst for instance, in the first seven verses of this chapter, he talks about the leaders uh, and their behavior. He basically, in those verses, uh, that behavior on the part uh, of, uh, he says that the, the behavior of believers matters. Uh, the behavior of those leaders uh, matters. And it's important how uh, we conduct ourselves, especially spiritually. And then in verse 8 down through verse 13, he talks about the helpers. So he talks about bishop, deacon, pastors, all that in the first verses. In verse 8 and ver through verse 13 uh, is where he talks about those helpers the deacons uh, who are responsible to assist and to help the spiritual leaders of the congregation. So he lays out those standards of behavior for those they are assisting uh, in those responsibilities. And so uh, if you want to serve Jesus, uh, then we ought to sell out everything in, in our lives, everything we're involved with, and, and totally be sold out to him 100%. Deacons are to be faithful, uh, are to be called, are to be humble, are to be patient, are to be forgiving. And when God calls spiritual leaders, he looks for those whose hearts are right before him. We often look for those who have talents, those who have skills, those who have business success, but not with God. The office of deacon is not something that's to be entered into lightly. 
there are great strength, there's great strength where there's uh, great confidence when the church recognizes men of good qualities and sets them apart for spiritual leadership and, uh, and that great confidence is given. God leads a church to call those individuals uh, in, into service. And, and so even though we had a council meeting today to determine whether to present Paco as, as a deacon, to present Stephen as a deacon, uh, the, the, the examination has, has been going on for some time and seeing his life and just seeing who he is and what he has uh, done and how God is working uh, in his life. And so every potential deacon ought to be measured against the standard that's found in God's Word. And so the deacon qualifications are set against the backdrop of the pastor's qualifications. And so that's why verse 8 of 1 Timothy chapter 3 begins and says, deacons likewise. So when you read all those qualifications of a pastor, he's saying likewise. Deacons ought to have those same kind of qualities about their lives. Deacons uh, ought to be uh, that same type of person. Uh, so he says, deacons likewise must be uh, dignified, not double-tongued, not addicted to much wine, not greedy uh, for dishonest gain. And we'll look at some more of that uh, as we go through these verses. Obviously, uh, deacons hold a different position, a different office uh, with different responsibilities, but they're similar in that both of those positions, whether it's a pastor or a deacon, serve uh, the, the same people. Uh, they, have the, they have some of the same responsibilities for the spiritual leadership uh, of the church. And so I want to lay before you as a, as a challenge to you, Stephen, uh, some things that a deacon ought to be and that I hope that you will seek to be in your life. One is to be of good reputation. Oh, to be of good reputation. That's what he begins there and talks about in verse 8. He is to be dignified, uh, is to be reverent, is to be honorable, uh, devout. That's what the beginning of verse 8 is talking about. He's to be a fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ and what Christ wants to do in and through his church and being used by God. So he, he's to have an intense conviction about the seriousness of the task that's before him. And I know you've already examined your own heart when you were asked about that to, to, to consider the seriousness of the task before you. Uh, this is similar to Acts chapter 6, verse 3, where the apostles told the church uh, in that first opportunity we see in the Bible where they chose deacons. Uh, he says, Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the Spirit and of wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty. What was the duty? The duty wasn't to be a boss. The duty was to be a servant, uh, to serve the people. Uh, there were some uh, disagreements of some who weren't getting served in the church, and, and they wanted to make sure those individuals were being served, that they were uh, being ministered to. And so he says, pick out amongst you seven men, not just any men, but men who are of good repute, full of the Spirit, and of wisdom. And so to be of good repute is to be honorable, is to be devout, to be full of wisdom. Uh, makes one honorable. And, and to be reverent is to be devout, being full of the Holy Spirit. So I encourage you uh, to seek to be filled with the Holy Spirit uh, each and every day. When you find yourself maybe straying, because none of us are perfect, uh, when you find yourself straying, maybe you've sinned in your life, that you deal with that sin immediately and confess it and repent of it. Uh, and so uh, he, he speaks of that being devout, being reverent, being dignified uh, in the position. It's a serious position. He also says that a deacon ought to be a man of his word. A deacon ought to be a man of his word. Uh, in other words, as he goes on to say, not double-tongued. What does he mean by double-tongued? He means kind of like what we say today, speaking out of both sides of your mouth. Saying one thing, but doing something else. And so I want to encourage you to be a man of your word. Uh, being someone that when you say something, people can depend uh, on what you say. Uh, this is to be a person who doesn't twist the truth. Uh, he also says uh, a person not given to much wine, as, as the rest of verse 8 uh, talks about there. Uh, that word describes a person who sits long with the cup, who drinks to excess. And so as a godly deacon, uh, you would certainly want to give the best example that you could to others, uh, as a pastor ought to also. Uh, and, and not be an excuse for sin in the life of, of some weaker brother or sister uh, in Christ. And so let me encourage you to be a man of God, a man of his word. Let me encourage you also to be a giver. And, and some of these things I know you already are. But I want to encourage you to be a giver because he goes on to say in verse 8, 
He says, be dignified, not double-tongued, not addicted to much wine, not greedy for dishonest gain. That means uh, an eagerness for dishonest gain. Uh, not only the, 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 the only antidote for greed or materialism is being a generous giver. Uh, and so understand that we're never more like Jesus than when we give. Uh, Jesus gave his all. He gave himself for us. And so we need to be givers uh, in, in being like Jesus. And so uh, you'll never miss anything that you give away. God will always provide uh, more. Uh, you can't ever outgive God. And the Bible is, uh, is always clear uh, that you cannot live for both God and for money. Uh, those two aren't compatible. In fact, Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 6, 24, no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. So be a person who is a giver. And the way uh, to overcome any greed for money, as verse 8 says there, is to be that kind of godly, generous giver. And that's what God desires in all of our lives as believers. And then I'd encourage you also uh, that real faith, uh, to have a real faith in your heart, in your life, that has a real handle uh, on God's Word. You're going to be faced with many situations where you're going to need God's Word to encourage uh, individuals. And so I encourage you to make sure you're spending time in God's Word so that when those opportunities come and somebody's going through a difficult time and needs your encouragement, uh, to share with them the Word of God that's already been uh, implanted and ingrained uh, within your heart. In fact, he says we're to hold to the mystery of the faith uh, with a pure conscience. If you look at verse 9, he says they must hold, talking about deacons, they must hold the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience and having an understanding uh, of the Word of God. That doesn't mean you have to be a theologian or a, or a seminary professor or anything like that with the Bible, but just making sure you know the basics and that you're, you're being the things you've been entrusted with, that you're faithful to entrust those things into other people's lives also. And then trust God and His promises. Uh, as you read God's Word, trust what He says and live uh, and believe. Because we say we believe God's Word, believe in God's power, uh, but that is only seen in the evidence of how we live. So, so seek to let God's Word change you from the inside out. And so a deacon needs to be a person who knows the Word of God, but also lives the Word of God. Uh, the other qualification that it gives here in verse 10 is that a person to be, serve as a deacon, uh, he says, let them also uh, be tested first. Some versions use the word proven. Uh, and so you must be proven. It needs to be said... Uh, that a deacon isn't ordained so he'll become these things. He's ordained because these things that we've already mentioned already exist in your life, and we've already seen a lot of those things, and just continue to grow in those things is our encouragement to you. Uh, so an individual who's ordained to be a deacon uh, is all because it already exists in their life. And so proving always comes before promotion. Uh, a potential deacon uh, should be put to the test before they're given a trust. And as I said before, uh, we've already seen your faithfulness, and others have seen that. Just know that uh, even little eyes are always watching us. Uh, and so make sure uh, that we're leaving the best example that we can uh, for them. Matthew 25 and verse 21, uh, in Jesus shares a, a parable there and shares about uh, what will happen one day when we get to heaven. He says, his master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And so as you're faithful in the little things, God will entrust you with more and more, and you'll continue to grow in that ministry. Know that, as we said in our council time, the deacons are here for you. We encourage you. Uh, they'll be some of your best friends to learn from and to grow from uh, in your walk with Christ. And so uh, a deacon must be proven. Uh, he says also in verse 10 that a deacon must be uh, blameless. He says, then let them serve as deacons if they prove themselves blameless. Now, so often when we look at that word, we think of blameless as perfect, perfection. And that's not at all what Paul is talking about here. None of us are going to be perfect till we are presented before God the Father in heaven. But we are to be attaining towards that perfection. We are to be growing in our relationship with Christ. So what does this mean? 
It means to be unaccused, nothing laid uh, to our charge, no accusations circulated about our lives. And, and so there should be nothing in your life that, that Satan or the unsaved could take hold of to criticize you, uh, your family, uh, or the church. And doesn't, as we said, doesn't mean perfect. Uh, it means without reproach without embarrassment. Uh, so be a person who is blameless uh, before the Lord and who is seeking to honor God in the things he says and the things he does. He goes on in verse uh, 11 uh, and, and 12. He says, Their wives uh, likewise must be dignified, not slanderers, but sober-minded, faithful in all things. And so we encourage you to, Leah. You're a part of his ministry uh, as well. And there will be lots of things you'll be called on in his, to help him. Uh, within that, and so we encourage you uh, to to know that we're here for you uh, also as well as the rest of the family. Uh, in verse 12, he goes on to say, let deacons be the husband of one wife, uh, and so a deacon is to be a one-woman man. Uh, he, he, the issue here is a moral, sexual behavior, uh, so the deacon is to be someone who's devoted uh, to his wife, uh, who, as the Bible says in a marriage, is to love his wife as Christ loved the church. When we think about how, how did Christ love the church, he gave himself for it. And, and that, that's the example uh, of your life, uh, and we see that testimony in your life. Uh, but I encourage you with that also to make sure you stay uh, true in that, loving your wife like Christ loved the church, doing everything that Christ did uh, for us, being willing to lay down your life uh, for your wife and your family also. And, and that leads to the next point, to be a good Christian parent. Uh, what an example you've already been, and we encourage you in that with your children. Uh, he says uh, in verse 12, he says, let them be the husband of one wife, managing their children, ruling their children well. And that doesn't mean that your children are perfect. Um, you know, you hear all those stories. Those are the deacon's kids. We hear those stories. Those are the preacher's kids, the PKs. You're the DKs now. <laughs> so, uh, there's, there's sometimes a stigma that goes with that, but uh, you, you, it doesn't have to be. Uh, our, our kids, uh, we never let, let that label uh, be placed upon them uh, either. Your, your children are, are, are not perfect. Uh, it's not that your children will never have struggles. It means that you are seeking to bring them up correctly. You're seeking to bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Uh, you're instructing them in the word. You're guiding them well. You're disciplining them appropriately. In Proverbs 20, verse 7, the Bible says, The righteous who walks in his integrity, blessed are his children after him. And that is what our prayer is for you, that your children would be blessed after you by the example that you leave for them and the legacy that you implant in their hearts. And then also he says to be a spiritual leader uh, in the home in verse 12. So not only to manage their children, but their own households well. Uh, and so uh, the home is the basic God-ordained unity unit of society. Uh, it's in the home uh, that the deacon develops the, his spiritual leadership. It's in the home uh, that you learn to exercise understanding uh, and love and compassion and servanthood. It's in the home that you learn to exercise sympathy and discipline and authority and, and money management. Uh, someone has once said, if you can be a good Christian at home, then you can be a good deacon in the church. And that is so true. So let me encourage you to seek to be a deacon that is faithful in resolving conflict, in building unity, in maintaining love, and in serving each other. And so as a candidate uh, to be a deacon here, I want to ask you to respond to these following statements, if you would, with I will. Will you seek to resolve conflict? Will you seek to build unity in the church? Will you seek to maintain love for God and for one another in the church? And will you seek to serve others? Church, I want to charge you also. Uh, and I want to ask you to respond to the following statements in Scripture as I share with these Scriptures with you. Would you share and respond, we will. Hebrews 11, verse 6 says, And without faith it is impossible to please him, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Will you seek to serve, uh, to be faithful, uh, faithful to God and faithful to one another? Hebrews 3 and verse 13 says, But exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, 
that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Will you seek to be an encourager to this deacon and to his family? 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 11 says, Therefore encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. Will you seek to build one another up as a church rather than tearing one another down? We will. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 and verse 10 says, Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Church, will you seek to be a helper to this church and a helper to this deacon and his family as he seeks to serve? And then James 5, verse 16 says, Therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Church, will you seek to be prayer warriors for this deacon and for the church officer? Having heard your responses uh, to those questions and having heard your responses, Stephen, also, we want to ask, uh, if you will, to come and to have a seat here in the hot seat <laughs> in the middle. He's already been in the hot seat earlier. And we're going to ask Leah to go ahead and come also, and she's going to stand behind. We're going to ask if all of our ordained men, deacons, pastors, uh, who will to come and lay hands upon them will come and, and get in line here, and if you will, come and lay hands upon them and, and pray for them in his ministry. Would you stand as those who are deacons, uh, if you'll come and come through the line this way, if you would.
we also wanted to include someone from Paco's family in a part of this aspect too, so you can stay right where you're at. Uh, and uh, Brother Gail. He's going to come and just, if he wants to say a word or you want to have just prayer, uh, prayer of dedication for these two. Bow us, we please. Lord, what a beautiful service we've had here this evening. I'm sure there's many, 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 many words of encouragement bestowed upon this young man. And Lord, we just dedicate this to him. And may everything that he does from this day forward be most pleasing in your sight. And Lord, we also pray that we have peace throughout the world. We know that that's hard to come by, Lord, but we know it's when you're a power. Again, just be with this family and just guide and direct him in all that he needs to do. For it's in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, that I do pray. Amen. So at this time, Steve's going to present him with uh, the certificate of ordination. Present you with this certificate of ordination. It's signed by each of the members of the ordaining council here this afternoon. Proud of you. We're happy for you, and we welcome you to the service of Jesus. Thank you very much. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand. Amen. And we also have an uh, ESV study Bible that we want to give to you, uh, presented to Stephen Paco Prince by Highland Baptist Church, Tullahoma, Tennessee, on November the 5th, 2023, on his ordination as deacon. So congratulations. Amen. Amen. You can go ahead with these seats. What a wonderful, wonderful occasion and time this has been uh, to be a part of this family's life and to see what God has done and to be expectant looking forward to what God is going to do. So Brother Mike is going to come and lead us in a closing hymn and then Brother Steve Connor is going to close us out in prayer and we want all of you as the church body to also come back and to encourage him and Leah uh, also so they'll be back down here at the very end after our prayer. Uh, so you come by and encourage them and give them the right hand of fellowship. So Brother Mike. Tony says we sing 275 I Surrender All.
to thee as I surrender, Lord, I give myself to thee. Fill me with thy love and power. Let thy blessings fall on After I close with some prayer, please come by and give a encouraging hand to both Paco and Leah. If you'll now bow and join me in a word of prayer. Father, we just again want to give thanks for this day that you've given us. Thankful, Father, for the servant you've brought to us. And Father, we pray for Paco as he begins this new ministry. We thank you, gracious Lord, for raising up among us faithful servants for the ministry of deacon. And Father, our prayer is that you will clothe each of them with rightfulness and righteousness, giving them the guidance, giving them the wisdom, so that the glory is for you, our Lord, by serving others. Forgive us when we fail thee, Father. These things we ask in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Y'all want to be with mom and dad? Y'all want to stay with mom and dad? You can't.